we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to the Core here on American Family Radio Network. Sure is good to be with you this post Thanksgiving. Uh, program here on The Core, American Family Radio, AFR.net's our website. I'm Walker Wildman. I'm your host for The Core. At least I am on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Our good friend Rick Green steps in and does a great job each Tuesday and Thursday. That's uh, Rick Green over at Patriot Academy, who I had the pleasure of visiting with in recent weeks at their annual fundraiser there in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. And I actually got to go to the Fort Worth Stockyards and um, that was a new experience for me, you know. Um, some folks are probably who are from that area um, can't believe that that was my first time there, but it was very fascinating, Bobby, um, to look at the history of all of the cattle that came through the Fort Worth stockyards. Yeah, amen. It's a huge complex too. It's um, now you talk about uh, with all the calamities that we've been going through with food processing places and things of that nature you, you start tearing down those those stockyards are causing some kind of disease in those stockyards to close yeah that'll really put put this country into a world of hurt yeah you know a lot of people think that our our meat goes from the farm to the table and doesn't go anywhere in between but mm, exactly right boy is that wrong a lot of steps in the process from uh farm to table if you will and uh, stockyards and meat processing facilities, all a part of that uh, supply chain so that we can have food on the table. Um, so good trip over there to Texas um, just before Thanksgiving. And uh, Rick Green and the team at Patriot Academy doing some some very good work, very uh, very eternal, eternally beneficial work uh, over at Patriot Academy. So we'll continue to support that. Um, and I am an alumni, so I'm a little bit biased. I'm an alumni of Patriot Academy. Um, let's jump into the show. We've got our scripture reading for the week. We're in Psalm chapter 49 this week. And so as you can tell, uh, we've been in Psalm for at least 49 weeks, actually a little more than that, because we've been off a few weeks between now and then. Um, but we're doing a chapter a week. We're in Psalm chapter 49. Uh, I want us to, to look at the latter part of the chapter so uh, David says in, uh, in Psalm chapter 49, 16 through 20, Be not afraid when a man becomes rich, when the glory of his house increases. For when he dies, he will carry nothing away. His glory will not go down after him. For though, he li- uh, for though while he lives, he counts himself blessed, and though you get praise when you do well for yourself, His soul will go to the generation of his fathers who will never again see light. Man in his pomp, yet without understanding, is like the beast that perish. Uh, So David, not parsing or mincing words here, um, making it clear um, that your 
Number one, your wealth will not follow you. Your physical wealth, your monetary wealth will not follow you into eternity. And uh, number two, um, a man with uh, in his pomp, as as the word David uses, uh, in his in his a man in his in his financial flourishing, to put it in twenty twenty two layman's terms, uh, a man in his financial flourishing that doesn't have understanding is like a beast that perish. Um, that's what David says there. So. Um, we, we see the, the desire, the worldly desire for riches all around us. We see the, the envy of others uh, in our society, uh, the envy and the, and the lust for other man's uh, riches. We see that taking place as well through the socialist movement, the uh, tax the rich movement, and all of the rhetoric and propaganda uh, that tries to pit different classes uh, of people against each other. We see this t- take place uh, even in uh, t- 2022, near to be 2023 America. But we can't take our, our riches with us to uh, to heaven. And a man can be rich in understanding and knowledge um, and, and still be poor physically from a worldly standpoint. And which is more important? Well, of course, godly understanding, godly knowledge is of the utmost importance. And uh, as I say on the show very often, there is nothing wrong with wealth, and wealth can actually be a very good thing if used appropriately. And of course, God is the creator of abundance. He's the creator of blessings. Uh, So we just have to be careful and intentional of how we use our blessings, how we use what God gives us. And uh, if God gives someone uh, abundant financial blessing, then that person should use it for God's glory and use it for his purposes and use it to build his kingdom and uh, stay humble about it. And as David says here, remember that it's not going to follow you into eternity. Well, moving into some of the stories for today, you know, I can't avoid this whole FTX scandal. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about what happened just a couple weeks ago. Um, and of course, the media is not going to do deep dives into this uh, because it doesn't uh, the, the the main media conglomerates, they're not going to do deep dives into this because it, number one, doesn't fit their narrative because this is a left-wing multimillionaire, if not billionaire, um, that donated to all the Democrats uh, that got caught up in this scandal, lost people billions of dollars, which we'll read about here in a minute. Uh, but this is a huge scandal. Some people say this this is like um, a Lehman Brothers type scandal. Um, uh, so uh, I'm, I'm not not an expert on that, so I can't validate that or not. But nonetheless, huge financial scandal. I think that's fair to say. Uh, let me read a little bit of this report. So this is from John Solomon's outfit, justthenews.com. Excellent outfit, excellent reporting. Let me read from this. Once again, this is John Solomon's uh, news site. It's called justthenews.com. Um, but let's 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 read this report. The collapse of cryptocurrency giant FTX. Remember, I'm reading directly from this report has revealed an intricate web of donations and connections to the country's political establishment. Democrats and Republicans, regulators and academics centered around the company's now bankrupt founder, Sam Beckman Fried, or Freed. This extensive network held together through political donations and personal relationship exposes potential conflicts of interest. That's an understatement. 
in the coming investigations into Bankman-Fried and has raised questions about whether the former crypto mogul will be held accountable for alleged wrongdoing. Now, there wasn't alleged wrongdoing. There was wrongdoing. We just don't know the extent yet. Um, that's why he's in the Bahamas and not in the U.S., the uh, former CEO, that is. But I get it. They're just doing their reporting. They're doing their due diligence. Uh, moving on, listen to this. Representative Maxine Waters, Democrat from California, for example, has been pictured meeting with the former disgraced CEO on multiple past occasions, both smiling with their arms around each other. She also traveled in April to the Bahamas, where FTX is based and Bankman Freed lives, to discuss cryptocurrency, among other agenda items. In December, she appeared to blow a kiss to Bankman Freed as he was leaving the Capitol building after testifying before Congress. So you get the uh, context of the relationship here. And uh, Maxine Waters basically serves on the oversight committee, which is supposed to, in the House of Representatives, which is supposed to hold companies like this accountable, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, moving deeper into this, and by the way, uh, Maxine Waters says they're going to have a hearing like in a couple weeks because this is not important, right? And, and, and Maxine Waters and others on the committee got millions in campaign cash, but they're going to have a hearing to oversee their campaign donors. That's going to go great. whole lot of accountability going to take place there, tongue fully in cheek. Um, moving deeper into this article, taking into account past elections, Bankman Freed has donated more than $46 million in total of the $46 million, about $40 million of it was in 2022, the vast majority of which has gone to Democrat candidates and liberal groups, according to data compiled by Open Secrets. Uh, Salome, which is a Salome, which is a uh, co-CEO, that's <laughs> like you can't have a co-CEO. What is that? And uh, director of engineering. That that's that's a that's a liberal ideology for you. We can have a co-CEO. Uh, director of engineering. Um, uh, these are the two others that work with Bankman Freed at FTX that also donated Democrats. So this is putting putting this puzzle together. So this other gentleman that worked with Bankman Freed gave $23 million, but all of his money was to Republicans and conservative groups, while Singh, or Sign, uh, contributed $14 million, all to Democrats and liberal groups. So all in all, you add this together, $46 million from the CEO, uh, $23 million from the co-CEO, and $14 million uh, from one of their one of their uh, co-workers, uh, top leadership there at FTX, all in all, you're getting close to a hundred million. You're in the eighty to ninety million range, um, and um, uh, between the three FTX executives, fifty-seven million of their donations went to Democrat candidates. Roughly twenty-two million went to Republican candidates and groups. So, so let me set make sure we're understanding what's going on here. So we have this. This like some form of Ponzi scheme going on over at FTX, and and who knows what they're really doing over at FTX, right? They're into this crypto stuff, cryptocurrency stuff, and uh, uh, Bankman Freed basically flies out of the U.S. one day a couple weeks ago, and all of a sudden, hundreds and millions of dollars in customer assets and monies shows up missing, if not billions. They're still investigating the total amount. But basically, tons of investors' money just shows up missing. MIA, we don't know where it is. We don't know what happened. There were very suspicious transfers going on 
within FTX in the tunes of hundreds of millions of dollars. So we still don't really know what happened. Some reported that, that it was hacked. Others reported that an insider just straight up stole the money from FTX. So that's still developing, and we'll report on it when we figure out exactly what happened there. Not to mention, Walker, he allegedly took a billion dollars, billion with a B, billion dollar loan a week before he filed. From himself. He took a loan from the company, FTX, right? Yeah. So good point there, which is that's uh, that's laughable too. That's kind of like the co-CEO. We're going we're gonna to do a loan against myself um, with nothing to back it up. Mm. So – uh, reading about who got money from, who specifically got money. So we gave you the totals, the party affiliation. But listen to this. Bankman Freed, this is, remember, this is the former FTX CEO uh, that's now basically in hiding in the Bahamas. He gave to a bevy of Democrats, including Senator Dick Durbin from Illinois, uh, Representative Ruben Galago from, or Galago from Arizona, uh, his biggest donation by far this election cycle was $27 million to protect our future PAC, which is a left-wing uh, PAC, and who knows where all that $27 million went to through the PAC. That'll be, that'll be revealed, too, as well as there's a public reporting required for these PACs. But also, listen to this. If you just think this is a Democrat problem, boy, are you wrong as well. Plenty of Republicans also received... Bankman Freed's money, including Senators Susan Collins from Maine, Republican, Lisa Murkowski, Republican, Alaska. His biggest right wing check was 105000 bucks to the Alabama Conservatives Fund. What on earth is that? I don't know. We'll find out. His uh, co worker or the other executive gave $2.5 million to the Senate Leadership Fund, which is connected to and run by basically. Mitch McConnell, Senate Majority Leader, or Senate Minority Leader. In 2020, Bankman Freed gave more than $5 million to Joe Biden's campaign. And uh, FTX has since filed bankruptcy, Chapter 11 bankruptcy, in recent weeks. So to sum it all up, you've got this shady FTX company, by the way, doing business in Ukraine, and we'll talk more about that later. Uh, you got this shady FTX shell corporation uh, doing all this scandalous Ponzi-type stuff built on no hard assets. And they're giving money to the Democrats and the Republicans, and we wonder why there's not reform in Washington, D.C. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. We live in a day when churches are filled with people ready to hear and receive God's mercy. Unfortunately, however, it is often accompanied by a de-emphasis or concealment of the truth of God's word. Paul, the salvation by grace through faith apostle, was asked, if salvation is solely a product of grace, what benefit then does the law provide? Paul responded, without the law, I wouldn't have known God's righteous standard and how far away from it I was. Any presentation of God's mercy, absent God's truth, is no gospel at all. Iniquity is purged by mercy and truth. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. 
Our lives ebb and flow through many seasons during the calendar year. The Advent season, those five weeks leading up to Christmas Day, is anchored in waiting, something your girl likely understands on a personal level. Whether waiting to see a beloved friend or the puppy dad promised she could get, your girl understands the deep heart longing towards something hoped for. Since Thanksgiving, she has groaned under the anticipation for Christmas Day to come, but it's not here just yet. There is holiness and joy in the waiting. In the days leading up to Christmas, slow your family's pace. Read from the Bible about the promised one, Jesus, who would come. And don't open those gifts just yet. Try to soak up the quiet lessons God has for your girl in the waiting of Advent. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about empowering girls at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. They were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the core here on American Family Radio. Well, in uh, one of my um, uh, one of the events we did recently up in uh, Rogers, Arkansas, we talked about I talked about rather um, all of the money that goes into these uh, university endowment funds, and uh, Harvard's uh, one of the biggest. Uh, Texas A and M is one of the largest that's in the Southeastern Conference, but. Uh, these these endowments, these college endowments, have billions and billions of dollars, and uh, Biden wants you and me to pay for people's college while these uh, these major universities sit on ten, twenty, thirty billion dollars um, in endowments. Uh, so there's a lot of irony there, and we could break that down, but we're not going to. But just to give you a, a, a backgrounder here, we have our own AFA Foundation uh, here at the American Family Association, and I told people, and then I'll introduce our guest here. I told people at this event, hey, how about instead of giving colleges money and putting colleges in our will um, and building their endowments that's only going to be used to work against our values, how about we uh, donate to groups like American Family Association and uh, and include groups like AFA in our will, et cetera, et cetera. Chelsea Wildman is my sister-in-law. Also, the associate director over at the foundation, Chelsea. Welcome to the core. Hi, thanks for having me. We uh, joked, or I joked before the show started, that I think probably Chelsea is just going to take Wesley's place. That's her husband, by the way, who's on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we joked about we'll just tell Wesley that Chelsea's taking his place. No more need for Wesley anymore. No, I'm kidding. 
so Chelsea, tell our audience, uh, number one, how many years you've been with the AFA Foundation? Yes. Oh, me. That That's a great question. I'm thinking you're on I a, believe, like seven I believe to eight. seven. Yeah, seven or eight years. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Riley, Riley Wildman, uh, my sister, uh, is the director of the foundation. She's been there over a decade. Uh, so you're the associate director. Uh, tell our audience a little bit about kind of uh, uh, the foundation, uh, give them the foundation overview, and then we'll talk about a couple of the particular offerings. Okay. So our foundation is the financial stewardship branch of the ministry. We exist to help our supporters and donors build a legacy that will last for generations to come through charitable gift annuities, outright gifts. That could be stock. That could be, just as you mentioned, leaving AFA in their will, um, just to build that legacy for our ministry to continue to reach um, people for Jesus Christ and continue to speak truth and light into this uh, dark culture. Well, it's uh, it's important work. A lot of people don't know about it. It's, it's kind of one of those things, and I'm not just talking about the foundation. I'm talking about the overall kind of charitable gift annuity, estate planning type um, financial jargon uh, a lot of people don't don't really think about it until they're in a position to have to uh, look into it, maybe uh, as they're developing their will, or maybe they come across an inheritance and they want to kind of figure out where they want their money to go, or they're looking for a tax deduction. And then, of course, you start looking around at different charities. Um, probably, or not probably, the best offering we have and what we expert, uh, uh, what we uh, ex- expert, what am I, uh, expert, our expertise Yes. Um, is is charitable gift annuities. Exactly. Talk about what is a charitable gift annuity. Yes. So a charitable gift annuity is something that it's an, it's an avenue that you can put any amount of funds into, um, $2,000 or above. So the minimum is $2,000. There's not really a cap. It just kind of goes up from there according to your situation. And you would gift that money to AFA. And in return, you would receive a fixed income for life. And that income percentage is that you are paid is based on your date of birth and when you choose to receive the income. So obviously the sooner that you gift it and any amount of time that you wait to receive those funds, it will be a higher percentage for you. Um, You do get that for the rest of your life and you can choose to receive that income monthly, quarterly, annually, semi-annually, whatever you would like. Um, And it's not a traditional retirement account per se where you have to wait till a certain date. We've had a lot of folks put them in place for their children or their grandchildren. And so they kind of, you know, they get the tax deduction, the child or grandchild gets the income. So that's a great um, way to kind of, you know, leave a legacy for your grandchildren or or children as well. Um, But you do get some tax benefits from that. You get a partial tax deduction the year that you give the gift and put the CGA in place. So you get a partial tax deduction. Then you get partial tax-free income when you start to receive those payments. And so you're getting some income tax-free and you're giving back to AFA um, whenever you pass away and go home to be with the Lord. Any remaining funds are then gifted to AFA. So yeah, it's a win-win. Absolutely. And we, we've had hundreds of people over the years that have done this, if not probably thousands of, of annuitants that have done this. And so uh, you, you caught my attention when you said that you can uh, either have uh, the term maybe a beneficiary or basically do a charitable gift annuity, but put your children 
or a loved one as the one who receives the income. Exactly. Yes, you can have a one or two life gift annuity um, for yourself. So, you know, if you were in Lexi were to put one in place, um, that would be a two life gift annuity. A lot of folks ask, well, does that mean that it's going to pass on to my children? Well, that is where the beneficiary is the AFA Foundation and American Family Association and AFR. So it does not pass to any um, heirs after you and or your spouse pass away. Um, now it does continue with that um, surviving spouse. But then, yes, it's a great way to kind of earmark some funds to put that aside for um, gifting that, you know, when when you are gone mm-hmm. for your family. And uh, this is a very, a very, very great uh, product, uh, if you will, from our AFA Foundation. And uh, we do, I, I do brag, Chelsea, when I'm on the road or talking to people about this. And as I age a little bit, I've got a little while, but uh, I plan to actually do a charitable gift annuity at some point. Um, it's a great retire part of your whole retirement strategy um, because it's 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 a. Uh, income. It's supplemental income down the road. Uh, Some people may use it for their primary source of retirement income, depending on what what your situation is. Um, But I'd tell people we have the strongest, I would would argue, the strongest uh, uh, charitable gift annuity pool in the nation. So tell us a little bit about why we can say that. Well, we can say that um, our former financial advisor um, in the foundation, Dan Silia, um, he trained Riley and I um, to to really help donors um, kind of pinpoint how much, when, et cetera, to put charitable gift annuities in place. And that has grown and grown over the years. Um, you know, he helped start it back with Diane O'Neill um, mm-hmm. many, many years ago. I'm sure a lot of people have spoken with her before, um, before she left us. Um, but it is a strong pool because the IRS requires you to have a certain amount in reserves so that if anything were to happen, then you can continue to pay out your annuitants for their lifetimes. Well, we have over and above that IRS reserve. Mm. So we can confidently say, yes, we, I mean, Dan used to say, yes, we are one of the um, strongest gift annuity pools in the country. Yeah, and just just to, just to help people out who are just now hearing about a charitable gift annuity in our FA Foundation, uh, what Chelsea is talking about there is the IRS basically has rules in place that protect the donors, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. It protects the givers, protects the annuitants to ensure that if you give a charitable gift annuity, you're going to get that money back, um, and that money's uh, protected to the best extent possible. Uh, from something happening or, or the charity going upside down, whatever uh, the, the uh, you know, uh, example is. Um, so we, AFA, we go above and beyond to where there's no question uh, from annuitants or potential annuitants of whether they're going to get their money. Um, we go above and beyond to ensure uh, that the funds are there to pay out our annuitants for the long run. Yes, absolutely. And Walker, you were mentioning, you know, just a, a piece of their portfolio and kind of how the CGA fits into that. Um, it's a great piece of the pie as a whole. Um, a lot of folks have said, you know, around 10%. For some, it's more. You know, for some, it might be a little less. But that's a great kind of starting point of your overall portfolio of having at least 10% in a charitable gift annuity. Mm, that's good. Well, uh, Chelsea, how can people make you have to respond to emails and calls for the next five to seven days? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we will be busy. Um, they can give us a call. One eight hundred three two six four five four three extension three four five, 
or reach us at foundation at afa.net. All right. Give that number out one more time, and then we'll uh, repeat it uh, as we end the segment. Yes. 1-800-326-4543, extension 345. All right. And, and then our website as well. Yeah, you know, the ladies directly, right? Yes, or, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then our website as well is afafoundation.net if they want to check us out there. All right. afafoundation.net, 1-800-326-4543, extension 345. We'll drop this uh, on our podcast page at afr.net, and we'll mention it a few times before we end the show. Uh, thanks, Chelsea, for coming on, and we hope some folks, uh, some generous donors or those who are in a position to give – uh, we'll call the foundation. Yes, thank you for having me, and I'll I'll see you next time for Wesley's segment. Yes, sounds great. <laughs> Tomorrow, second segment, we'll see you then. <laughs> thank you, Walker. All right, appreciate it. That's uh, Chelsea Wildman, uh, Associate Director over at the AFA Foundation, the Financial Stewardship Division of the American Family Association. And uh, Chelsea works with my uh, sister, Riley Wildman, and they uh, they team uh, they and uh, of course their associate Jessica and others they uh, they run the AFA Foundation and uh, my sister in law by the way that's uh, that's Chelsea uh, my brother's wife and so it truly is a family ministry up here at American Family Association eight hundred three two six four five four three extension three four five the charitable gift annuity option is excellent folks. It's um, it's it's strong, and once again, uh, once you do pass away and hopefully go into eternal glory, uh, whatever funds are remaining in that account that have not been paid out, if any, uh, will go to the American Family Association. So that's that's the that's the benefit uh, for AFA is that any remaining funds in that account do go as a donation uh, to American Family Association. So it's truly a win-win. It's a win for the donor. Uh, to get permanent income for the rest of their life at a certain age. And it's also a win for the ministry of AFA uh, with that added income down the road. So that's our AFA Foundation, afafoundation.net. If you uh, like what you heard or something just interested you and you just want more, they do a great job explaining everything. Uh, They've got all the documentation, all the paperwork, all the pamphlets, everything you need uh, to plan properly and then look into a charitable gift annuity. 800-326-4543, 800-326-4543, extension 345, are the easiest thing to do. And to remember is go over to afafoundation.net, and you can contact them there, uh, call them. Their number's there as well. I want to move on to a few other topics before we end this segment. Um, we uh, we had the um, <clears throat> president, uh, we can't ignore President Trump's announcement um, last week on the, actually two weeks ago now, on the uh, his run for president, 2024. And he, he said actually something that um, really stood out to me, and I thought we should play. Uh, this is clip two. This is President Trump saying that he plans, should he become president again, uh, to abolish every Biden COVID mandate and rehire every patriot who was fired from our military and uh, give them full back pay. Let's listen to clip two. I will get Biden's radical left ideology out of our military. And I did. I did. And in the first day, they put it back. They signed an executive order and they put it back. It was gone. 
we will abolish every Biden COVID mandate and rehire every patriot who was fired from our military with an apology and full back pay. Thank you. And they deserve an apology and they deserve full back pay and they'll get it. I, I, I couldn't agree more that uh, every every government worker, and I'm going to s- extend this further, every private sector worker that was punitively punished and terminated from their employment over this shot, uh, really this but what's become this scandalous shot. That's that's now the 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 investigations and the research is not looking good for this COVID shot. Um, every every public and private sector individual who was punitively damaged over this unscientific experimental shot uh, should receive their job back, an apology, and full back pay. And some countries are even fessing up to this. Uh, Some of these European countries are saying, yeah, we kind of got it wrong here. Uh, We should have never forced this on people. We should have never forced this shot on people. Um, And and the the health concerns are legitimate. Um, And and this this was like a religion for the left. And and, and for some people on the right, I mean, this whole COVID shot mandate was like a religion. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. The, 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 The energy behind it, the... The, the brutality behind it, the the meanness behind it, how if you don't do this, you don't inject this substance into your body, you're going to be banished from society. You can't go to dinner. You can't go to the movies. That's what New York State did. That's what New York City did. Um, actually, very much uh, alienated people from society if they did not exp- uh, participate in the experiment. Very, very disappointing, very, very unjust. And uh, we actually interviewed people on this show last year and and uh, in 2021 as well. We interviewed people who were who were harmed by these shots. We interviewed victims of the shots. Had all kind of health issues following up. Their doctors just told them straight up, you're, you're having these health issues because you got that experimental shot. That's what the doctors have been saying. That, that's probably the, 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 the shot mandates and the and the looming health effects thereof. It is probably the biggest scandal, at least the biggest health scandal, in decades upon decades. I've never seen anything like it in the history books. The brutality and the damage that has been done through these forced shots. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network, a growing national network of pastors committed to the authority of Scripture and preaching the whole counsel of God. We believe biblical obedience is the foundation for revival and impacting our culture for Christ is our duty. For too long, the pulpits of America have been silent on the important issues such as marriage and family and assault on our liberty. Join us in the battle for truth on Stand in the Gap weekend, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. on American Family Radio, and visit us at AmericanPastorsNetwork.org. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow 
political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. This is Bible League International, urging you to support our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world. In the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Pastor Rus's three children were kidnapped and murdered by a terrorist cell that hates Christians. Instead of retaliating, the church shared the gospel with neighboring villages, and would you know it, 200 have come to Christ. Some of those affiliated with that terrorist cells, they're praying for Bibles. And elsewhere, Ephraim's store was destroyed in Cairo, Egypt, by radicals opposing the Christian tracts that he displayed on the counter of his convenience store. He has no money to rebuild, but he has shared the gospel with those who persecuted him, inviting them to Bible studies in his home, and over a hundred have come to Christ in the Middle East. They're praying for Bibles. Our goal is to bless 16,000 Bibleist persecuted believers with their very own copy of God's Word. We're a third of the way there, so at $5 a Bible, $100 since 20 in this season of giving, would you pray about it and then call 800-YES-WORD? 800-YES-WORD, or give it sendbiblesnow.org. Sendbiblesnow.org. Welcome to Apologetics with Carl Kirby. Postmodernism is a dominant worldview in our secular culture, and there's a great danger in it. After all, if there's no basis for right and wrong as postmodernism claims, then whose ideas will dominate? As apologist Charles Colson said, in our postmodernist age, if there is no truth, then we cannot persuade one another by rational arguments. All that's left is sheer power. That's right. If the culture's hostile to truth, then there's nothing left but one group forcing its views on another. Isn't that what we've seen in America here lately? People doing what is right in their own eyes, as in the book of Judges? In contrast, the Christian worldview proclaims truth through divine revelation, the Bible, as well as through evidence and reason. But if a postmodern society rejects these, chaos ensues. Postmodernism also results in pluralism, but that's for next time. For more information, go to hopetools.net. Stay bold. AFA at the Core podcasts are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio Network. If you missed it last segment or maybe you just want to hear it again, uh, we had on Chelsea Wildman, my sister-in-law, also associate director over at the AFA Foundation, uh, to talk about a charitable gift annuity. So if you want to find out more about their offerings there and find out actually what is a charitable gift annuity, they do a great job explaining it. I do a decent job. They do a great job explaining it. Go to afafoundation.net, afafoundation.net. Well, as we look across uh, American culture, uh, really look across the world, the um the war against god's design for really humanity um is is waging as it has been to a certain extent since the fall of adam and eve uh we've seen various um attacks on god's created order but one of one of the the most stark and uh consequential in my opinion is the the denigration of God's design for family. So family is one of the three institutions uh, that God himself ordained. You have the family, you have the church, and you have government. Look throughout scripture. Those are the three institutions, primary institutions that God himself uh, established and ordained. 
And uh, the, the, the war on the American family and the family around the world is, is raging and very, very hostile environment out there for the family. Well, that's, uh, in, in my opinion, aiding in the decline of the West um, to, to a large extent. And many, many, many of the societal ills that we talk about on the show and we um, report on all in some way go back to the denigration and the breakdown of the traditional nuclear family. I mean, you talk about crime, talk about homelessness, you talk about addiction, um, you, you look at, um, you know, the, the educational, how the educational system's going and uh, uh, the, the, the degradation of America's educational system. Uh, you look at the sexual deviancy movement, the attack on religious freedom. Um, the list goes on, and it all really in some way is tied back to the breakdown of God's design for family. And, and when, you, when, you, when you denigrate the man-woman relationship and the mom and dad relationship and authority figures, when you denigrate that setup, that order that God established, uh, all kinds of chaos and anarchy, honestly, follows. America's inner cities are some of the most crime-ridden po- uh, population uh, pockets in, in, the, in the world, I mean, in the, in the U.S. And you look at the statistics, and, and the, the, the family is, is almost non-existent. And some of these major population centers, um, either dad's not home or mom's not home or the kid's in foster care and mom and dad aren't home. And the results are absolutely devastating. Um, One truth that was uttered from the mouth of Senator Chuck Schumer from New York was the reality that Americans aren't reproducing as we should. Uh, We aren't quote-unquote, being fruitful and multiplying as God's command gives us. Uh, Let's listen to this utterance of truth uh, just a couple weeks ago in Washington, D.C., as Chuck Schumer admitted that our reproduction rates are not very good, clip three. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, We have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. (laughs) Well, two truths, actually. Correct me. The first truth is that Americans aren't reproducing. I think uh, the latest Census Bureau statistics from 2020... Uh, showed that we were under replacement levels, meaning we were under two. We were like 1.6 or something. So we're we're not even having enough babies to make sure that we're here in 100 years. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but you get the point. I mean, eventually, if you continue that trend, the population will reduce, and it will reduce, and it will reduce, and it will reduce. Eventually... Uh, you, you drastically reduce America's population. So so that's the first truth that was uttered from Senator Chuck Schumer, actually. 
Americans aren't reproducing. We're not multiplying. We're under 2% reproduction rate. And it's a, it's a, it's a miracle that we're even at like 1.6%. When you look at the, the utter disregard for the man-woman divine marriage relationship, the heavy promotion of sexual unnatural relations, and the slaughter of millions of babies in the womb via abortion, I mean, the fact that we're at 1.6% is not too bad. The other truth was that the Democrat there, majority leader over in the Senate, just admitted what we've all been telling you for years, and that is their goal is to legalize all 11 million, and 11 million is a joke, all right? They've been saying 11 million for like 20 years, and every year, 2 million come across the border. So, no, it's not 11 million. It's probably tens of millions of illegal immigrants. But Schumer says we just need to give them all legal status, not just the dreamers. By the way, what is a dreamer? What is a dreamer? The terminology is laughable. Uh, What they're talking about is both young and old people that are illegal immigrants that came in this country without documentation. They didn't wait their turn in line. They just jumped line. They just crossed the border with the aid of the cartels and and are relying and feeding and sucking off America's uh, welfare state as we speak. So Chuck Schumer wants to give all of uh, illegal immigrants, all the tens of millions, uh, legal status. Why? So they can vote for the Democrats. I mean, it's a brilliant political move, brilliant electoral move, terrible legal move, very immoral move. Uh, but when was the last time the Democrats factored in morals in their decision-making? They don't. They actually find out what's the moral thing to do, and they do the exact opposite, and they do it very fast, and they're unapologetic. And so that's that's America's left. That's America's Democrats. Um advancing their wicked agenda and 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 they're 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 now talking about it loud and proud and in the public as if there's no shame. Chuck Schumer just said he wants to give all illegal immigrants legal status. So the next time uh this a Republican president starts talking this amnesty garbage, no, no, we're not negotiating. Because the left wants to give full amnesty They want to give full legalization status to all of the illegal immigrants. So any negotiation is going to end up there. And that's a terrible idea, terrible for our country. And uh, President Trump had a lot of things right, and this issue was one of them. Another clip I want to play, this is very important here, at least to me it is, to to hear this. So this is a German lawmaker. This is transitioning topics slightly but all centered around America's interest and what serves the American people best. Uh, of course, we know uh, low reproduction rates, um, a, 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 a denigration of marriage and family, and, uh, and wanting to replace the population with illegal immigrants, which is not a conspiracy theory, because Chuck Schumer just said it. We want to make sure we can replace people with the immigrants. That's what he just said. This is why we would give 11 million illegals legal status so they can 
contribute to our economy and work. But just as that doesn't serve America's interest and we must reproduce and have more babies to flourish, um, we also got to stop propping up corrupt regimes in other nations and blowing, completely flushing down the toilet America's tax dollars in foreign wars. This clip I'm going to play here is about a minute and a half, a little bit longer. It's a German lawmaker, but listen to his honest assessment of what's going on in Ukraine as far as is Russia winning, is Ukraine winning. Uh, he calls the U.S. and other NATO members, he says they have misplaced optimism about the ability for NATO, specifically Ukraine, to beat um, uh, uh, Russia. Let's listen to clip five. What would you like to see from the German government and Brussels as far as action towards Ukraine, the situation in Ukraine? Well, I think there's a lot of triumphalism right now. This talk of Russia being pushed back to its pre-conflict borders, uh, I think that's misplaced triumphalism. I think what we need in Ukraine, above all, is a genuine compromise peace as soon as possible. Because everyone's talking about considerable Russian losses, but Ukraine's losses in manpower and equipment are much larger than Russia's. And Ukraine can ill afford uh, such loss of life. I mean, we've seen the exodus of millions and millions of Ukrainians, many of whom will never come back. There's large loss of life amongst Ukrainian men. There's widespread destruction. Uh, the country is being ruined if this conflict continues for much longer. So in my view, peace is of the absolute priority. And of course, I'd like to see the German government do more in this regard rather than simply adopt a very inflexible line in relation to Russia. We need to seek a compromise that leaves Ukraine intact, but I'm afraid without certain concessions to Russia, it's difficult to imagine how Putin could agree to a peace deal. So uh, that uh, German lawmaker there says that the West, basically the U.S., has, quote, unquote, misplaced optimism in the ability and uh, their ability to defeat Russia. And, I mean, look, practically speaking, this is basically a NATO war on against Russia. I mean, let's not get tied up in the legal jargon and the NATO charter and all that political mumbo-jumbo. You've got the U.S., a NATO member. By the way, Ukraine's not a NATO member, but basically they are from all practical purposes. You've got the U.S. and Germany and the U.K. and various other NATO member states, Poland. They're all sending arms and money to Ukraine. So this is basically, while there aren't, that we know of NATO member forces on the ground in Ukraine that we know of. This is basically a NATO war against Russia. And, and, and could it be that the media and the, um, 
establishment and the military-industrial complex and the intelligence community and the Biden administration and everyone else who is benefiting in some form from this war financially. Could it be that they continue pushing this narrative that, that Russia's retreating, that, that Ukraine is retaking ground because they want to make sure that the war funding continues? I mean, we've sent nearly $100 billion over there, and we don't even know where that money is going. And the report today is that the Biden administration is, quote-unquote, scrambling to track where all the money and arms went because the Republicans are pledging to investigate this Ukraine funding, this Ukraine aid. And the Biden administration, they have no idea where the money went. They have no idea where all of the arms went. And then I read a report that our military um, leaders are getting a little bit concerned about the level of arms storage that America has, like ammunition, for example. Should we actually need to go to war, the U.S., that is, with uh, an uh, enemy, do we have enough arms and ammunition to fight? Because we've given it all to Ukraine. I mean, what a predicament to be in. This is like a this is like a parable of the unwise, stupid country that helps all the people around the world that are not our allies and that are corrupt and misspend money, don't have our interest at heart, don't have freedom at heart. I mean, this is going to go down in the history books. The history books is an example of leadership, stupidity, a lack of leadership, stupidity, wasteful spending, building up foreign regimes that have no vested interest in the West. I mean, this is an utter embarrassment. This is an utter embarrassment. And the Democrats and the Republicans who support this garbage funding of Ukraine ought to be ashamed. Absolutely ought to be ashamed as we bankrupt our children for people that don't even share our values. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.